0: Welcome to the Lovecraft Tales, a brief fictional interlude to tide you over until the next episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Enjoy. Bugsy watches the end of the game at the sports bar, grimaces as his team fumbles during overtime, then downs the rest of his warm beer before hoisting himself off the stool. Team lost. Time to head home. It's dark outside, much darker than he expected. Roy left a couple hours ago, on his way to some podunk town in Texas, but at least the codger kept his word and grabbed a drink beforehand so they could talk about screen doors for a bit. Pella's annual catalog just came out yesterday, Together, they ogled over the new self-closing sliding patio model like teenagers gazing wide-eyed at their dad's porno mag. The October twilight air feels thick with the kind of chilly humidity only autumn can generate. Screen door season is coming to an end. Bugsy shivers, fishing the keys out of his pocket. In the car, he cranks the engine and reluctantly turns on the heat. It's always tough to say goodbye to the summer, and once you turn on the heat, well, it's all over but the crying. He drives home, slightly buzzed, but still in full control of his faculties. The closely spaced street lamps of downtown give way to wider gaps of darkness into the suburbs. Straw men stand sentry on front lawns, porches alight with flickering pumpkins. White-sheet ghosts float gracefully beneath dead-leaf trees, suspended by invisible fish wire twisting in the soft breeze. And then he is driving past Blaine Manor. The expansive estate is a mystery to him, although he is well aware of what has occurred therein these past few years. Roy's tales of the encounter with a weird creature from another dimension never failed to amuse him, That guy liked to kid around, but he told that story with so much detail, Bugsy might be tempted to believe him. But that shit didn't exist. Just look at what happened to the Davies family. Book or no book, Ryan Davies was to blame for all of it. Plain old human frailty at work. Nothing supernatural about it. Sad, really. He peers through the driver's side window at the house. Imagining Dan and Samantha are snuggled in, watching something romantic on Netflix. Good for them. After all the horror they endured up in New Hampshire and here, they deserved a rest. Smiling to himself, he prepares to continue on his way. That's when a bright blue flicker of pulsing light coming from the upstairs window catches his eye. It has the intensity of a series of lightning strikes, leaving an afterimage on his retina. He pulls over, blinking rapidly and squinting up at the structure, waiting for thunder or more lightning. Instead, he hears a distinct scream coming from inside. A woman's scream. Without hesitation, he leaps from the car and runs up the driveway to the house. It isn't until he reaches the porch he realizes his service revolver is locked in the glove box. For just a moment, he hesitates, wondering if he should retrieve it. A loud thump from indoors makes the decision for him. He tries the front door, finds it unlocked, and slips inside. The foyer is dark. He wants to call out for Dan and Samantha, but a strange feeling of uneasiness stops the words in his throat. To the left, The screened in sunroom sits empty. A day old newspaper on the patio table rustles softly. He moves further down the hall, eyesight adjusting to the gloom. To one side, the kitchen gleams, clean and unused. A drawer has been left open, however. Cooking utensils jut from it as if someone had rummaged through looking for a specific tool. As he continues, a wide staircase leads upwards into impenetrable blackness. Leave that for later, he thinks. He creeps forward toward an open door down the corridor. From within emanates a faint orange glow. He enters what looks to be a study. There are books strewn everywhere. On the floor, on the desk, pages ripped and some even stuck to the walls. The windows have been painted black from the inside. He peers around but detects no movement. As he leaves, he notices the chain lock on the door has been ripped forcibly from its moorings. Someone tried to get in, or out, in a hurry. As he steps foot back out into the main room, another solitary thump sounds directly above his head. He flinches, then gazes at the dark stairway. Nowhere to go but up. With each step, a part of his brain taunts. What the fuck are you doing, Bugs? This shit only happens in dumb horror movies. Call for backup. Grab your gun. Do something responsible for a change. Yet... Another part of his mind urges him forward with an urgency that can only be called a hunch or gut feeling. He knows to turn back now will result in something terrible, something awful. So he keeps climbing. Another thump draws him to a door that is slightly ajar. From inside, the sound of soft crying drifts out, and that is all the impetus he needs to rush in. Dim light shines from a small lamp on an end table. Samantha Blaine is sitting on the floor, back propped against the four-poster bed frame. Tears stream freely down her sweat-streaked face. The glimmer of madness in her eyes subsides as she sees him, replaced with an obvious relief. Oh, thank God it's you, Bugsy, she croaks. Help me? She holds out her left hand toward him. In it is a meat cleaver from the kitchen. I tried to do it myself, but it keeps moving. She glances meaningfully at her right arm. Bugsy follows with his eyes. Where once was a pale-skinned forearm tipped with well-manicured nails now writhes a puckered, scaly tentacle jutting from the elbow. It whips back and forth like an angry cobra. Several indentations in the carpet mark the place where she tried to hack at the appendage and missed. Bugsy, fighting waves of disorientation, looks from the horror back to her face. She pleads with her eyes. Slowly, as if in a dream, he takes the cleaver and raises it high above his head. Aim well she whispers. The blade arcs through the air, punctuated with a meaty thunk and the sound of two people screaming in unison. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.